Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, a state of Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Good afternoon. This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, and you're listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Today, I have Brad Allen here. Good to be here, buddy. Yeah, happy Saturday. Yeah, quite a warm-up we've had this week. I love it. We got a, a little bit of a painful topic this week, and it's uh, procrastination. And I wanted to talk a little bit this week about how that doesn't pay in life, but in particular, you know, how that can really be detrimental to our finances and really the success of our retirement plan. Right. Yeah, a lot of people are putting off a lot of things. And, you know, I think it comes down to we're pretty busy as, as people these days. I understand it can be hard to plan for the future when you're busy and thinking about today's needs. But there's, there's a lot of reasons to think about, uh, you know, planning for the future. One of the reasons many people are putting off their financial plans is because they're simply overwhelmed. They use the, the ostrich method of financial planning. You stick your head in the ground and, and say you'll deal with it later. Um, but those people are, are, are people who, who are left scrambling later on as retirement approaches. approaches. So people who uh, start planning early and don't put their financial matters on the back burner are often in a better position as they get older and closer to retirement. So it's just something that, you know, you want to think about and you want to get planned out. And, and once you get there, it's going to be a lot less stressful. Yeah, I think money can be such a touchy topic for folks. And maybe it's a bit of a generational thing. But, you know, for some families, it's just one of those topics you don't talk about. Or maybe you feel like, boy, how do I put money away? How do I get out of this debt? How do I put myself into a good position for retirement? And it can feel overwhelming, and for some people, certain topics you're not comfortable with, the easier method, at least it feels like in a moment, is to say, I don't want to deal with this, and mm -hmm. just you know, stick my head in this. It reminds me of my good friend Jim Peck uh, would always say, when you stick your head in the stand, you expose a very large target. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to do that, but you know, even if it's a topic I think that folks struggle with, you know, be it you know, trying to get to retirement and paying down that high interest credit card debt or finding money in a budget to pay yourself first and put money away. Or, or maybe you're, you know, like one of the folks that we work with, you're either, either in retirement or rapidly approaching it. Mm -hmm. You know, we found that to be a pretty emotional, challenging time for folks. Yeah. And, and you know, these days too, we have a lot of people who, you know, who are planning on working till a certain age and, and something might happen. Maybe it's, something with your health or, or something where a company is downsizing and then they're kind of forced into retirement. And if you're not planning for that or if you're not ready for it, it can be really, really stressful. So, you know, not only planning for retirement when you want to retire, but what if something happens before that is really important to think about as well. 
Yeah, it's you know what we in retirement call that income stool, and, and I think folks really want to get on that project ahead of time. We don't want to wait. You know, we get those folks that come in or they call in from time to time and, and they say, boy, I'm retiring next week. What should I do? Yeah. And, well, you should have called us a year ago. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. We're happy to help folks. But, you know, the more you can plan ahead of time, the better off you're going to be. And probably one of the most shocking things I found that I didn't expect when I started working uh, specifically with retirees was that emotional transition, you yeah. know, that it can be emotionally a very difficult time because you go from being a good saver and a steward and kind of sticking money away and thinking about the future living within your means having a budget all this great stuff to all of a sudden now not only do i not have income to replace it if we go through a down cycle on the market but now suddenly i also i'm going to take money out mm -hmm. which is something i've never done with my retirement accounts right it's been in 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 deposits 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 and now I'm going through the cycle of life where I'm starting to take money out. That can be very nerve-wracking. I think it brings up that big question we always get, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? And, you know, how do folks address that? Well, procrastination is not the way to address it, right? right? So if you have a plan ahead of time and come up with that income plan, stress test it. Look at taxation, inflation. How am I going to approach the topic of Social Security? Mm -hmm. Are there ways I can maximize that? What are some of the tax strategies I can put in place? We talk about it all the time. For a lot of folks, capital gains taxes are, are you know, arbitrary. They can, they can choose to pay those or not. You know, and, and people don't realize that taxes are one of their largest expenses. But you know, we're talking from a high level about these different puzzle pieces. But if you sit down and come up with a plan and put all those pieces together, I think it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it. And it makes it understandable. You know, when we right. talk about that education first philosophy, it's having it just, even if, you know, you may be very experienced and very well versed with numbers and investments and taxes and inflation and all this crazy stuff, right? But even if you're not, even if you're on a spectrum where you say, Tony, that's just not my cup of tea, I think it's really important to find somebody that's going to help explain that to you in a matter that you can understand. So you don't have to feel like you have to stick your head in the sand because you're overwhelmed and intimidated. So for those that have questions on this topic or really any topics in retirement, you can always email us at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. We'd love to address your questions, and we'll hit some of those a little bit later in the hour here. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready to sail into the sunset. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake. Got Brad Allen with me today. And we got a great topic, Brad. We're talking about how procrastination just doesn't really help with finances, even though it seems like a popular option for a lot yep. of folks. Just doesn't really cut it. And want to talk about some of the most common areas I think that I see folks procrastinating when it comes to their money and finances. And the first big one is estate planning. Yeah, it's the biggest threat to your inheritance is your family. According to a recent survey of attorneys, trust officers, and accountants, the easiest thing to, a, to do to avoid family conflict is to put off writing your estate plan, uh, but that's not a good solution. You know, drafting an estate plan, including a will, is the only way to make sure your assets are split up the way you want them to be after you've passed away. So if you don't have a plan, the state's going to choose for you, and it's most likely not what you planned or intended it to be. 
Additionally, don't procrastinate talking to your loved ones about your plan. You know, explain to them why you're making the decisions you did. If you if you don't have these conversations, they may never understand your reasoning. You know, if, if you already have an estate plan, your work isn't done yet. You should review it with a, every major life event like a birth or a death or marriage or divorce. It's also a good idea to review your estate plan when there's major tax reform, like the law that went into effect this year that raised the estate tax exemption to $11.2 million per person. So you want to continuously update this stuff, you know, on a yearly basis, take a look at it, make sure nothing's changed with beneficiaries or percentages. It's, it's really important because you want that money to go to your family the way you intended it to go to them. Yeah, and that tax law was a big change, right? I mean, that, that estate tax limit doubled essentially, so... It's now quite a bit higher, but you know, if you are affected by state tax, it's really important to look at that. But even when it comes to understanding that new tax code, I think that's another big question we're getting from folks: is, hey, what's in this deal for me? Right? You know, how how do I take advantage of this? There's this new business about you know certain corporations getting taxed differently. Mm-hmm. Is the personal tax is that tax cut permanent? Well, no, we know it's an eight year deal, right? So. Are there some things we can do over the next eight years? And the the answer is absolutely. I mean, you and I talk about, this is kind of tax planning 101, but we always talk about Roth conversions or bracket bumping. Right. Yeah, Roth conversions, you know, starting early and getting money into a Roth account that's going to be tax-free for your beneficiaries, but also... You know, if you're thinking on urine, reducing your RMDs later on down the road. If you don't have time for that, you want to make sure that any tax-deferred accounts are, are going to be multi-generational or stretch IRA where the family doesn't have to take a lump sum. So there's all sorts of things that you can do uh, to best hand down when you're thinking about estate planning. But you just want to put that plan into place early so you can get it started. Yeah, and it's really important. And in, in those Roth conversions, I think there's a unique opportunity right now with this tax cut because mm-hmm. many people are going to find themselves in a little bit lower tax bracket. And again, it's temporary. It's not a permanent change. But the concept here is let's say we're looking at that new 12 or, or whatever bracket we're looking at, and you're only filling that maybe half or three-quarters of the way, especially if you retire early. Right. Maybe you've retired, you don't have a pension, you're delaying Social Security to let that grow. We'll talk about that maybe in the next segment here, Brad. But you're letting that, that Social Security grow. So on paper, you don't have a lot of income. Mm-hmm. Could be a time to take some of that income now, maybe pay an effective rate of 10, 12, 14%, depending on your scenario. That's a pretty low cost way to get those dollars out of a 100% taxable bucket, now growing tax free, coming out tax free. And remember, when you do hit 70 and 70 and a half, RMD has come, Social Security, now you're going to be in a, put yourself in a better position because you'll get to keep more of your Social Security. So not only are we growing tax-free dollars, but we're putting ourselves in a position where we get to keep more of our Social Security. So the overall picture is I have more income sources. When I take money out that I need, I don't have to send as much into Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. So there's more of that dollar for every dollar that I take out to supplement, you know, my income, I don't have to worry about that. So I think that's really important. That's something that can help us out quite a bit when it comes to, you know, income planning and retirement planning. And folks, I think sometimes miss that concept of tax planning and how am I going to plan for that? And what am I going to do there? So Email us in your questions. We always like to address those. It's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio 
at wealthwisconsin.com. We'd be happy to address those. And I will apologize to folks. You know, we we have those uh, learning opportunities. Unfortunately, for the month of May, they've entirely filled up. But we'll have some more coming out this summer. You can always visit us at the website at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. Or you can call the office at 414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. And we'll get you that upcoming schedule. After the break, we're going to talk about some more common areas that people are procrastinating. You're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Getting you ready for retirement the right way. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake with Brad Allen here today talking about some of the most common things folks procrastinate about when it comes to their retirement and their financial lives. And we've talked a little bit about estate planning, certainly a big area, difficult to follow unless you spend a lot of time really looking into it, a lot of big changes with the tax law. But also I think people struggle on procrastination when it comes to building their retirement savings. I think folks get overwhelmed, maybe feel like they just can't fit it in the budget. And I think that's a big area that folks want to address. Yeah, I mean, the retirement of your dreams is not a guarantee. More than half of U.S. families are at risk of not being able to maintain their standard of living in retirement. So you can't start saving for retirement too early. There's no such thing. Ideally, you should start preparing for the last day of work on your first day of work. You know, a good goal is to have your annual salary in your retirement accounts by the time you hit 30 years old. Once you hit 50, you can ramp that up a little bit. Uh, because you're eligible for catch-up contributions to retirement savings accounts, things like that, you can save an additional $1,000 in an IRA and an additional 6000 into your 401k per year after you, age, after you hit age 50. So your ultimate goal is to have about 10 times your salary saved by the time you turn 67. It may seem kind of daunting, but you know it can go a long way if you start saving pretty early. And I think a big part, you know, when it comes to retirement savings, you know, we all hear these numbers. If you take out 4% or less or the scary commercials, I'm going to need millions and millions of dollars. And for some people you might, right? But there's so many factors. And, you know, Brad, when I teach classes to advisors, it's one of the things I struggle with. In fact, I was just uh, on Monday, I was at the NASDAQ speaking to a group there. and, And I spoke about this a little bit and really, you know, educating folks. Understand, taking the time to understand what it is, what's a part of their plan, what what do they really need to accomplish? Because if you're fortunate enough, you know, we talk about that income stool all the time, but to paint the picture for folks that haven't heard me speak about it, imagine a stool with three legs, and that's what's going to make up your income streams for retirement. So you have pension if you're fortunate enough to have one, and you have Social Security, and maybe you sat down with someone and talked about how to maximize Social Security, and then you have your nest egg. Well, if you are a very conservative spender, you're fortunate enough to have a pension, and maybe, Brad, they sat down with someone like you, they maximized Social Security. Yep. Well, then some of these preset formulas start to go out the window because you're living on income. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that old study we talk about where they interviewed over 100,000 retirees over the age of 65, and the people that reported to be the happiest financially, not emotionally, but financially, weren't necessarily the ones with the biggest balances. It was the ones with the most income. Right. Because they could go on a spending spree every, day, every month, and on the first of the month comes, and they're getting new deposits. So 
it started to remove that fear. So I think this is a starting point, but make sure you're working with someone that's really going to take the time to talk about your needs and what you're looking for and what your spending habits might be. Are you going to stay at home and work in a garden or are you going to travel the world or spend a lot on the grandkids, you know? And Social Security is right. a big uh, difference maker. Mm -hmm. And be realistic with those expenses, too. You want to you narrow that down as much as possible. When are you going to pay off the mortgage or how much do you want to spend on traveling per year? All that kind of stuff adds up. And when you can have that drop off at a certain point, it makes a huge difference in a plan. Yeah, it sure can, and that's why it's really important to have that income plan. Have a good sense of what you're going to spend and what that might look like. And, and, Brad, there's a lot of ways they can maximize Social Security as well. Yeah, over 500 of them. You Whoa. know, we won't spend the whole hour doing that. But, Thank uh, goodness, Brad. Thank yeah, you. There's, there's all sorts of stuff going on. You know, there's still spousal benefits available for a lot of people. And, and, and for some, they can't do it anymore. But uh, it's definitely worth taking a look at when there's 500 different ways you can do something. One of those 500 uh, meets your needs the best. So sit down with somebody and, and kind of go through what are the best uh, ways to do this thing. Should I take it early? Should I take it late? You know, it goes up 6% from 62 to 66 and 8% percent per year from 66 to 70 but that doesn't mean it always makes sense to wait till 70 years old to take it either you know and there's break-even points there's all sorts of stuff that you want to look into before making that decision so you know that's part of a retirement plan that we put together of those 500 different strategies which one makes the most sense for your family yeah and i think that's a big point right it's just finding a solution for you there's mm -hmm. oftentimes a mathematical answers there's sometimes a lifestyle sometimes it's health right i think you mentioned if we're not going to live that long we can't get past that break-even point we don't have a longevity in the family right. well then it might make a lot more sense to take it early but that's why those types of conversations need to be had with your your advisor so they understand kind of what you're up against so Visit us at the website. We have some great educational classes coming up. Unfortunately, we're filled up for the mm -hmm. month of May. But uh, give us a visit at wealthwisconsin.com. You can see the upcoming classes. And after the break, we're going to talk about how to prepare for emergencies. And I want to share some tactics on how to get around this procrastination and how to help you get some of these plans in place. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Preparing you for the ultimate vacation. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks for spending your Saturday with us. This is the Retirement Ready Show. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake, joined by Brad Allen. And kind of a touchy topic this afternoon, Brad. Yeah, retirement, putting it off, procrastinating. It can be pretty easy to do, uh, but you want to start thinking about some of these things, you know, and planning out for them. So that's what we're talking about today. So what do you do, Brad, when, when you have a client, a retiree, maybe a pre-retiree, they're getting close and they're just not set up, they're not thinking about emergencies? What's your guidance here? Yeah, I mean, the unexpected can strike at any moment. You know, the car breaks down, a leaky roof, or a, a trip to the emergency room, or in my case, uh, maybe a sump pump going out and flooding the basement. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you, shouldn't, you shouldn't procrastinate on preparing for these things. You know, you have the same problems that uh, you have now in retirement. So, you know, putting together an emergency fund, covering at least three to six months worth of income, or if you're retired, three to six months worth of living expenses. So a recent survey shows that more than half of Americans have less than one thousand dollars in their savings account and 39 percent have no savings at all so if you if you don't have an emergency fund you probably end up paying for those emergencies with credit 
and, and uh, you know, high interest credit cards. So set up a, a dedicated account for your emergency fund and use direct deposit to have a small amount out of each paycheck. Just start to build up that account. And then by automating the, the savings, you won't forget to set money aside each month. So uh, if it's coming directly from your paycheck, I would say if you, if you don't see it, you're not going to miss it. Yeah, that's, I think, great advice. And it's amazing, I think, how folks just get used to not having it there once they have it come right out. But, you know, the importance of the, I think the dilemma, I guess I should say, you know, as folks say, I don't want to have all that money sitting in my bank account because it just doesn't pay me anything right, right. now. And right. very valid argument. And I, I certainly understand why folks would think that way. But, you know, remember, we're not talking about sticking tons and tons of money there. But if you really think of that three to six months of, you know, expenses, and we could even pare that down to say three to six months of necessary expenses, right? right. Yep. Maybe that number doesn't include going out to the movies, which we want to do. And it should be appropriate part of a budget, giving gifts, things of that nature. But push came to shove. It's stuff we can trim out of the budget for the short term if we need to. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we have that kind of essential, you know, amount in the savings account the reason that's important is you know i think we found the last couple of months is that volatility is back a little bit right you know we went through a period last year where every month just about up 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 and in fact that was not the norm mm -hmm. what we're experiencing now is a lot more normal with volatility in the market but you know let's say that emergency happens you say well i'm just going to take it out of my investments well that may be the case but what happens if the market's down and it stays down. Now you're buying, or excuse me, you're selling low, which is exactly opposite of what we want to do. So we really don't want to rely on those investments. And in particular, we don't want to rely on retirement accounts for emergency savings. Yeah, or the, the credit cards we mentioned too. You know, you, you put something on a credit card, now you're retired, you have a fixed income coming in every month. It can be really hard to pay off that debt and try to come up with a plan on how to do that. So you want to try to stay away from that kind of stuff, and that's where that emergency fund, that, that, that extra money comes into play. Yeah, I think that's important if you have that money set aside. And, and Brad, you talked last uh, segment about Social Security. But I think taxes can play a big role, too. What are some of the tax strategies that you've been working on your clients? Yeah, I mean, some of the things that we're looking at now, we always say taxes are on sale right now, you know, and, and one of the things that you can do early on in retirement are, are those Roth conversions, you know, it's starting to take money out of an IRA or a traditional account and putting that money, converting that money over to a Roth. You know, there's a difference between a contribution and a Roth conversion. You can only contribute $6,500 after age 50 while you're working, but you can convert as much as you want. The idea is to stay in the same tax bracket that you're already in and fill up that tax bracket, right? So, you're, so you're, walk us through that one more time because I, I think I see a lot of people that get confused because those words conversion mm -hmm. and contribution, they sound so similar. Walk me through that one more time. So a contribution is going to be you know, the, the 5500 that you can put in there before age 50 and then the extra 1000 that you can put in after age 50. Those are contributions. You can only contribute that amount while you're working. And then after retirement or even before retirement, you can convert as much as you want. So what you're doing is you're taking the money out of a tax deferred account. You're paying all those taxes today, but then you're going to convert it over to a Roth IRA. And you're not going to have to pay taxes or worried about RMDs in that account again. Yeah, no strategies are so important. Oftentimes we're doing a tax plan for someone and we can double the longevity. Yeah. Meaning their nest egg lasts twice as long or there's twice as much left 
at expected uh, you know life expectancy so it makes a real big difference but make sure you send in those questions we'd love to address those live on the air with radio at wealthwisconsin.com that's radio at wealthwisconsin.com you're listening to the retirement ready show on wtmj answering all of your retirement questions on retirement ready with tony drake on wtmj Welcome back to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. I'm certified financial planner Tony Drake, joined by Brad Allen. And we're talking about procrastination, sticking our heads in the sand and some of the ways to avoid it. And I want to talk about some ways to to potentially change that and to get out of that. But before that, Brad, we did get a question in this week about Social Security. Yeah, this question is from Mary, and she's asking, how does a survivor benefit work for a social for Social Security? When can I take it, and when uh, should I think about taking my benefit? Um, and, you know, Social Security is a little bit different. You can start taking Social Security at 62, right? That's the earliest you can start, unless it's a survivor benefit. Unless you're widowed, you can start taking it as early as 60 years old. The nice thing about the survivor benefit is that your own benefit keeps going up in the background, kind of like a spousal benefit. Uh, so you can take the survivor benefit, and at a certain point, if your own benefit gets higher, you can switch back to your own up until age 70 years old. So there's some strategy there. Uh, but just know that as early as 60 years old, you can take that survivor benefit. It'll be pretty close to what um, uh, your spouse would have gotten around age 66 or their full retirement age. But your own benefit keeps going up in the background. So if that gets higher, you can switch back to your own and get a little bit more. And I think this is one of the areas, Brad, you know, that most people overlook. Thing it's pretty common people get social security age and I either just turn it on because mm -hmm. it's the earliest age they can turn it on um, or they don't know what to do right right do I take it at full retirement age you know some point between 65 and 67 depending on your birth year do I take it early at 62 as you mentioned do I delay it till 70 right it grows pretty substantially from your full age to 70 correct it does yeah six percent per year from 62 to 66 and eight percent from 66 to 70 i mean that's substantial growth it is you know and a lot of people are, are a little worried about will social security be there that's always a big question that we get and the answer is yeah they can fully fund social security until 2034 and it goes down to 79 cents on the dollar after that point but that's if they make no changes in between we see them making changes they keep raising the the full retirement age for people so you know by the time i'm there maybe it's 80 years old but uh you know it's something that they can keep doing to keep money in that bucket so i wouldn't worry too much about will it be there will it not i would worry about what is the best thing for our family to to get the most out of it yeah and i think we encourage folks to look at it as an asset rather than you know just an income stream and you know there's not many assets you could get to grow at eight percent a year Right. Now, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the right answer for everybody. Some people are going to say, you know, I do want to take it early for a number of different reasons. It could be health. You know, I'm not going to live that long. I don't have longevity. It just could be personal reasons. Some people say, I'm young. I want to have some fun now. I'd right. rather have more income now. I'm worried I'm not going to, you know, collect enough or I just don't like the idea I've taken as much out of my nest egg in those early years, even though we can show them very conservatively that long term in a long picture over the next 20 to 40 years, they're better off letting it grow so long as they live long enough. Some people still say, hey, 
I'll take the check now. Thanks. Right? Some people just want to sleep better at night knowing that they have a check coming in, and rightfully so. This is your money. You can decide what you want to do with it. One of the other things, too, if you're married, if you're a couple, maybe it makes sense for one person to take it right away and the other one to let it go up a little bit. You know, if we're thinking about that survivor benefit for Social Security, the higher of the two is the one that stays when one spouse passes. So a lot of different ways to do it again. Uh, but you can sit down. We can put a retirement plan together, and this is a big part of it. I think you hit the main point is to have a plan. Even if your plan is, hey, I, in an ideal world, I'd really like to take the reduced amount at 62. That's okay. But let's make that decision with the numbers. Mm -hmm. I think so many people, when it comes to these issues, make these emotional decisions. And they start to say, well, I just, you know, I think I'm going to be okay. Or an advisor sits across the table from me and says, don't worry about it. You're going to be just fine. Well, based on what? Mm -hmm. Based on 4% returns or 14 on average, based on good market periods, are there any corrections accounted for for inflation? Did you use the sub 2% we're at now, or did you use the 100 year rate at nearly three and a quarter? Right? So there's so many factors that have to be discussed, and all we really want to do is educate you, encourage you to get educated so you're letting the numbers do the talking versus emotion or, or even worse, fear. Mm -hmm. Right. Making decisions from a, from a place of fear, make educated decisions. If you're not in a position where you're getting those answers, then I think you, you have a right to it. It's your hard earned money. That's why we hold the classes throughout the months. Unfortunately, we're all filled up this month, but you can always visit us at wealthwisconsin.com. That's wealthwisconsin.com. We'll have the upcoming calendar for the summer so you can reach out there and and uh, attend one of our classes, or you're always welcome to come in for a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. We'll sit down and get to know you a little bit better and, and get some of those ideas down on paper and start to work on an income plan for you. We, we'd love to do that. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to change our procrastination ways. Well, you're with the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Walking you through your retirement plan. Here's more of Retirement Ready with Tony Drake on WTMJ. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. Brad Allen today and Tony Drake, myself, certified financial planner. Thanks for spending some time with us this afternoon. And we're talking about procrastination when it comes to your finances. So, Brad, we've identified some of the big areas where folks procrastinate, but Let's talk about some ideas on how to change those, those uh, I guess, tendencies that lead us to procrastinate. Absolutely. Number one is, is getting organized. You know, getting organized is, is always the first step uh, by taking inventory of your accounts. A lot of people have multiple accounts or even use multiple banks. So you should make a list with the type of account, the information and how to access it, the account holder and the contact information. If you're married, review this list with your spouse. I also recommend my clients who are in retirement go over that list with their adult children. The idea being, if something were to happen to you, your spouse or your kids know where the money is, who to talk to, what the phone number is, all that kind of information is important because if you're trying to you know, gather it uh, after a big life change like losing a parent or something, that can be hard. It can be really difficult. So. Yeah, and I think we've both seen you know, the families uh, of clients go through that. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of a shift, but... There was a time where a lot of the clients said, I'm just not comfortable talking to my kids about money, you know, and then they would pass away. And, and you know, some some folks might have, you know, six or even 16. I, I had someone come in once with 37 CDs at 37 different places. Right. 
you know, and they were starting to age, and, and she in particular was the one that did all the finances, and the husband didn't. She was worried about him being able to find it all and the kids. And so a lot of it's either getting organized. Oftentimes there's some consolidation you can do Mm -hmm. where you can bring some of those accounts together to make it a little bit easier to track. But really make sure you you talk to whomever is going to help with those, you know, God forbid something happens to you sooner than you hoped. Make sure they're aware of where things are. I, I think that can make a real big difference. And we've been talking about it all hour, but another, you know, where you can change is to have a plan. You know, once you've gotten organized, Brad, identifying which area of your finances you should focus on first. You know, should you create savings for the future? Maybe there's debt you need to pay off. Or maybe there's uh, both issues in, in your financial plan that need to be addressed. But creating a plan to deal with those issues is really important. In fact, the data shows us that people with a plan and specific goals are making a lot more progress. About 55% with a written plan succeed versus 23% without. So, you know, writing it down and making sure everybody's on the same page and committing to that outcome makes a big, big difference. And then there's increased accountability. Yeah, I think with that commitment, once you have a plan, don't keep it a secret. Let others know about your goals with uh, the help to help you keep accountable. You know, talk with close friends or family and let them know your plan. A financial professional can also play a big part in helping you create a plan and sticking to it. So at Drake & Associates, we offer that comprehensive report on retirement planning. And you can find more details about our 360 approach at WealthWisconsin.com. And Brad, we got another email in this week from Bob, and he was asking about required minimum distribution. So for folks listening, if you have questions, you can email them in to us at radio at wealthwisconsin.com. That's radio at wealthwisconsin.com. But Bob's question essentially, Brad, was, you know, what is this RMD thing? And from, you know, high level, how does it work? Yeah, so required minimum distribution. At 70 and a half, the government starts knocking on your door and and says, we've let you keep your accounts tax deferred long enough, and now we want you to start taking money out and paying the taxes on that. So that first year, it starts at about 3.65%, and then it keeps going up on a yearly basis. So you're going to have to start taking money out, which could put you into a higher tax bracket than what you expected to be in later on in retirement because now you have all this income from your IRAs, you have social security, maybe you have a pension, maybe you have income from other sources. So a lot of people find themselves in a pretty high tax bracket later on in retirement. And that's why I think that tax plan becomes so important. You know, there's so many moving pieces that folks don't consider ahead of time and I've met many folks in their 70s that said, "Tony, I bought into this story my whole life and I stuffed money into my pre-tax retirement account thinking I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket. I didn't consider in my 70s that I was going to delay one or two Social Securities. Now I have some new, new potentially taxable income streams. We both have to take out required minimum, minimum distributions. Those are two taxable income sources. And some folks report I'm paying a higher tax bracket now than, than I was when I was working. So Again, sticking your head in the sand and ignoring a tax scenario isn't going to help. So you want to make sure you have a plan for that. They can, these topics can be overwhelming, but they're also very manageable with a simple conversation and understanding what you're trying to accomplish. So send in those questions. We'd love to address them. Radio at WealthWisconsin.com. All of our classes, we're talking about required minimum distributions, so, Social Security strategies, and tax strategies. How does this new tax code affect me? And you can see the upcoming course schedule at WealthWisconsin.com. That's WealthWisconsin.com. Or you can call us at 
414-409-7226. That's 414-409-7226. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Retirement Ready Show on WTMJ. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.